Good morning once again, church. I trust you're having a good year so far and that you enjoyed your Christmas New Year break. Maybe you went away somewhere, maybe you stayed home and just did the garden route like I did, but whatever you did, I trust you had time to relax and to get yourself ready for the new year. Time to reflect. Amen. Time to prepare yourself for a brand new year. Today is our first communion service for 2021. And the table is set. And that is the subject of my message today. And I'm sure during the festive season, one of the things you did a couple of times was to set the table. Festive seasons, Christmas, New Year, it's usually a time where we set the table and enjoy some nice goodies, isn't it? And uh, as we start a new year of activities, I want to remind you, that the Lord has set a table for us and he invites us to sit with him at his table. As we partake of communion today, I want you to remember that. Amen. This simple meal that we share every month at one of our services, you know, a little piece of bread, small cup of juice, it is symbolic of a greater meal that the Lord has set for us. Let me call your attention today to Psalm 23, verse 5. It says, You, O Lord, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Now, you are familiar with Psalm 23. You know, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Or as someone has said, the Lord is my shepherd. Hey, that's all I need, man. Uh, well, this well-known verse in, in Psalm 23 that we just read refers to the Lord's provision in our lives. And that is in every area of our lives. The picture that God uses here is of God as a host of a banquet or a meal. But note that the banquet is provided in the middle of conflict. He says, you lay a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You see, life is not just working and enjoying the fruit of our labor. Life also involves conflict. There are numerous enemies around us fighting to distract us and to get us down. In this world, you shall have tribulation, Jesus said. And our faith is tried and tested. There will be many kinds of opposition. It could be opposition to your faith. It could be opposition to your way of thinking and behaving as you try to follow Jesus. It could be events of national or global proportions like we have seen with the increase again of COVID-19 cases in South Africa and in the world. Your enemies can be financial battles, health issues, relationship changes. But child of God, in the midst of all this, there is a place at the Lord's table where you can find rest and peace and strength to carry on. Before Psalm 23 <laughs> comes Psalm 22, like obviously, right? <laughs> now the point I'm making here is this, that what is said in Psalm 23 is only possible because of the events described in Psalm 22. A few weeks back when I spoke about the gift of myrrh that the wise men brought, 
I mentioned that Isaiah accurately described the event of the crucifixion of Jesus 700 years before it happened. Well, today we're going even further back. Psalm 22 accurately describes the suffering of Jesus on the cross. It was written by David. And David lived about a thousand years before Christ. Imagine that. Predicting a day in a man's life a thousand years before it happened. (laughs) And, And people still want to argue that the Bible is not inspired by God. Come on. You can read the whole chapter 22 later. But let me point you to one or two passages. Verse 1. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me? And, and, and from the words of my groaning. Recognize these words? That is what Jesus said from the cross. Verse 8. He trusted in the Lord. Let him rescue him. Let him deliver him since he delights in him. <laughs> Remember those words? That is what the people who are observing the death of Jesus said in mockery to him. Verse 16. Dogs have surrounded me. The congregation of the wicked has enclosed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. Here is the act of crucifixion described. Dogs here is a reference to the Gentiles that were present at his death. Congregation of the wicked refers to the Jews that were present at Jesus' death. One last verse, verse 18. They divide my garments among them and for my clothing they cost lots. How about that? How could David know that this was going to happen unless divinely inspired by God? You see, David often wrote psalms that reflected his own experience, be it joy or suffering. But there is no record, no indication that David went through any of the suffering, any of the shame, the pain that he describes in this psalm. Probably, even David had no idea what he was writing about. All he knew is that he was inspired to write it, and so he did. But you see, Psalm 22 talks about what we remember today as we break bread. The Lord's death. This is what Jesus instructed us to do when he said, do this in remembrance of me. The Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians eleven twenty six 26 said the following. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Now, you cannot proclaim the Lord's death without proclaiming what the Lord's death achieved. First, we remember that the Lord died, but he rose on the third day, never to die again. He is alive. And then you remember that on that cross, he paid the price for all our sins and iniquities so that we could have eternal life and have peace with God today. And today, as we read in Psalm 23, 5, I want us to remember that a table is set for us in the presence of our enemies. We know that Jesus is king. And he came to establish the kingdom of God on earth. That kingdom is here, but not fully manifest or established on the earth. We are now citizens of a kingdom out of this world. 
And so, while we are on the earth, we are surrounded by those who oppose the kingdom of God, oppose the ways of the creation of God. And so, we live in this now and not yet reality. The kingdom is here now, but not in its fullness. That will only happen when Jesus returns. And so, because of that, there is this tension we are children of God, but still living in an imperfect, broken world. There is sickness, there is disease, pestilence, persecution, difficulties of all kinds around us. In the midst of all this, the Lord invites us to his table and reminds us that there is hope, there is provision, there is peace for those who trust in him. We can find rest in his presence, strength to fight our daily battles, wisdom to make the right choices and decisions, forgiveness when we sin, make mistakes, or allow our flesh to get in the way of his will in our lives, comfort and encouragement when we suffer loss. And when our battle is over in this life, the assurance of our place with him forever. Amen. So, as we partake now of our first communion this year, let us do it with a spirit of victory in our hearts. Yes, there is bad news around us, and there will be challenges that we have to face this year, but know that the table is set. Not just today, because we're having communion, but every single day. We have an open invitation to sit at the Lord's table and receive spiritual nourishment, which will result in victory in our lives. Amen. So let's take part of communion now. Get your bread and your juice ready. Amen. Let us pray and take part of the bread. Oh, Lord God. What a joy, what a blessing, what a comfort it is to know that a table is set before us continuously. That not just today, but any day, any time, we can come into your presence and receive nourishment from you. And today we remember that all this is because of what Jesus did. Lord Jesus, thank you for your broken body. Thank you for dying for us. We eat this bread with thanksgiving. Amen. Let's take the bread together. And then the cup. Reminding us of the blood of Jesus poured for us. To take away, not to cover, to take away all of our sins. We thank you, Father, for the fruit of the vine, which reminds us that Jesus shed his blood for all our sins. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the price that you paid. Thank that today, because of this, we have access to the Lord's table forever. Amen. Enjoy the cup of blessing. Amen. Amen. 
Please remember this throughout this year. You have access to the Lord's table. We thank you for this grace, my God. Thank you for this gift. Once again, I pray your blessing, Father God, upon everyone listening, everyone watching. May the love of God the Father, the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit remain with each one of you and enjoy the Lord's table this year. God bless you. Amen.